Okay, so on the Real Fit Women podcast today, we are talking with Alison Reynolds. Thanks for joining us, Alison. Thanks, Casey. Now, am I allowed to ask your age? Yes. Are you, are you allowed to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I turned, oh, hang on. Yeah, 48. <laughs> I still, I'm still stuck thinking I'm 47 because it was only in December that I changed. But yeah, 48. That's okay. Um, so 48. So when was it that you decided to, do, I guess, do something about your, your fitness and your health? All right. Can I, can I give some background? Actually, that's a very good point. Let's have some background on Alison. All right, and and some of my philosophy as well because I love talking about myself. Anyway, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah, um, just to give you some background of my my life fitness. When I was a teenager into early twenties, I was super fit, and I was um, super fit not through anything that I did because I wanted to. My uh, parents, well, my father in particular was very big into ensuring us kids were super fit. So, you know, the joke around the family was, you know, if we were fighting, go for a quick 10K and <laughs> things like that. Run it off. Things like, yeah, that's it. Sunday morning we'd go run a thing called the pipeline, which was about 13 kilometres of uh, fire trail through the um, National Park. And then we'd come back and have a huge breakfast and everyone would feel really great all day and that would stop us fighting because there was four kids in the oh, family. Wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I was fairly successful in that and then moved from track athletics into, uh, uh, you know, long-distance running. And then I got into my early 20s, left home and uh, discovered alcohol and cigarettes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. But I maintained a very, very low fat, body fat um, rate through uh, just, you know, coffee and cigarette diet for ages. So when when I came to have kids, uh, I had my son when I was 24 and my daughter when I was 26. Um, I was still very, very thin, but obviously not very fit and not very healthy. Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine. Either at that stage either. And then after that, uh, even though I maintained a fairly low body weight, as I was saying, um, I in 2000 was diagnosed with MS, and at that same in the same year started working at IBM, and I went from a job where I was working at the casino, which is about three kilometres from end to end, oh, where wow. I. I was working, I was walking a lot, an absolute lot, where I'd walk from end to end and up and down because I was looking after their phone systems, which meant, you know, lots of walking around, lots of, you know, picking up equipment and um, all sorts of technical stuff, you know, wiring and cabling. And then I went to work at IBM where I became absolutely sedentary. So even though IBM was quite a big place, yeah. all I was all I was walking to was the uh, lunchroom, <laughs> lunch, and uh, and back again. Yeah, so, so a lot of people have been in that situation, I'm sure. Yeah, so it was it was where I, you know, all activity went to a screeching halt. Also, uh, around oh, 2003 or whatever, I gave up smoking as well. So, hurrah, hurrah! We had the perfect storm of um, stopping. Uh, stopping exercise, being fairly, I mean, even though I've got MS, I was fairly well, but I, um, activity would tire me out and heat 
um, would tie me out. The thing with MS is if you raise your body temperature by even a degree, um, it causes all sorts of problems. So, oh, okay. when we talk yeah, so exercising, yeah, yeah. Well, for for long periods of exercise, it causes problems. But I'll talk about that when I talk about when I decided what I wanted to do. Yep. And then, um, uh, or, or, what was I going to say? Um, anyway, I started putting on all this weight. And the weird thing was I never knew that I was. Even though my clothes were going up in size, it, there was some kind of weird disconnect between mentally what I thought I looked like because I'd been thin all my life. And so I thought that that's how I was. And um, anyway, come come. 10 years later, we think I had instigated this huge life plan, which took a couple of years to, to actually work, but I was going to quit IBM, uh, come live in the country, uh, in the bush, and live a completely different alternative lifestyle. So if that's not a big enough change <laughs> in your life, <laughs> you know, big. It's, it, it is pretty big. But um, somewhere along the line, and to people listening, <clears throat> I, like I was saying, I had all this mental disconnect from what was going on with my body. And also I realized, you know, I, in the back of my mind, I thought something was wrong. But, you know, you, you start telling yourself, oh, well, that's not me or that'll never work for me or, or stuff like that. So if you're listening to this and, you, and you're picking out the bits and go, well, she's nothing like me. Just listen to the bits that you go, oh, you know, that's more like me or, um, you know, the, pick out the bits that you like and just don't listen to the rest <laughs> of it <laughs> because, um, yeah, because there's a lot of information out there about things and some of it's good and some of it's bad. And what I've learnt as I've done this is that absolutely nothing works for everyone and because we're all completely different. Um and uh, yeah, and how we approach things and what our challenges are are completely different to you know that other person that might look exactly the same as you is. And for me, I think a lot of it was mental challenges as well. Anyway, come <clears throat> come to two thousand and ten, and all my life uh, um, was about to change. I had planned it. I went through a whole. It was very messy at the end, even though it was entirely what I had planned, but all this other stuff came into it. And it's and this switch went on in my head where I suddenly realized that I was 20 kilos, at least 20 kilos um, heavier than I wanted to be. And I don't actually measure it in kilos, but that's what everyone understands. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the I was, uh, you know, uh, three at least three sizes bigger than I wanted to be. So uh, with despite all of the rest of this turmoil happening in the rest of my life where I was picking up and moving and I was quitting a six-figure job and, you know, going into the totally unknown, at that same time I decided I was going to do something about, about my body. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, and coincidentally at that time um, – the four-hour body came out. Now, Tim Ferriss, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of him personally, but a lot of his philosophies fit in with how I think. And uh, I'm not a lazy person, but I really, really try to avoid doing more than I have to. And that comes from um, 
DMS where I have had to, you know, there's no point doing extra and there's, there's no glory in doing it either. Um, I'm there. I try to work smarter, not harder. So his philosophy in the four-hour body is to do just enough to get the, res the best results and that's it. And I'm like, great, that's, that's, that will work for me. Um, and, and that's where we're talking about the exercise thing. And then the diet thing, he talked about a lot of things that I had noticed um, along the way. Also, I had noticed when I was a kid how we used to eat. And um, a lot of that is completely still contrary to what uh, nutritionists would say, but a lot of studies are coming out that are pointing in the direction that he goes. Now, you got to remember, I'm I was 46. I had two kids. I MS. <laughs> I was completely sedentary. So yeah, um, there's a lot of reasons there for it not to you know for me to go. Oh, it's all too hard. And believe me, you know there were times where I went, this is too hard. Yeah. Um, you know, why am I, it's, it's the time of my life where I should be able to relax and just sit and spread, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the four-hour body. Yeah, so, yeah, his philosophy is very much the same philosophy that I uh, ascribe to, which is never do more than you have to, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is, it sounds like the lazy person's thing, but I think it's just smart, you know. It what's, is, what's, it is, and especially yeah. when you've got, like you say, you've got MS and if you do too much you get overheated and then you can't do anything else. So what's the point? Yeah, that's right. And also it comes down to how they're finding now that we as humans were that we weren't long uh, loping people striding across the savannah has always been said. We walked a lot and then we sprinted for short periods of time. So it's looking more and more that the that the research is showing that the best amount of exercise is a small intense burst rather than going on and on and on and on. So <clears throat> anyway, um, back to the four-hour body. Uh, the diet in there was where, um, well, most people call it a diet. I call it, it's more like, you know, an eating lifestyle. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. a whole other topic because isn't that what the word diet actually means? But that's, yes. I guess, another issue for another day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's where people think, oh, well, you know, a diet means that you go on something and then and you don't it, it fixes. And you don't eat that. Yeah, and then you, you're fixed and then you go off of it and everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, that's not the case. So, anyway, the food in it, it is, um, you know, uh, not low carb. It's slow carb, which means that you're not getting insulin spikes. But um, um, I know, Casey, you'll cover that some, at some stage about that stuff. Um, but yeah, so uh, the exercise that comes with the four-hour body is short, sharp bursts, uh, very short periods of time. And, you know, I, I am of the opinion that anyone can do something for three minutes. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, I think it even takes longer to hang. I've never witnessed it, so I wouldn't know, but no, no. I thought it I was mean, supposed to be quick. Yeah, no, the strangulation hanging, not the, not oh, the neck okay. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 not something where you go, oh, my God, I cannot think of, you know, because a lot of people start out with goals like, I'm going to run a marathon. Yeah. And it's like, oh, for goodness sake, let, let's start with um, 
I'm going to walk down to the post box and back. So, yeah, and and that's how I have to to phrase it in my mind too because even though in the back of my mind I know that I have had the capacity in the past to do all of this stuff, now I don't have that capacity anymore. So come the uh, end of 2010 when this was all happening, I was literally doing no no exercise whatsoever and was incapable of Oh my God! What kind of exercise can you do? Well, th- there's a couple of couple of things that you can do, but the best thing I found for me was starting out on the kettlebells, where I would do um, so, you know my reps, and then I'd jump under a cold shower straight away, bring the body temperature down. Uh, yep. Um, which kills two birds with one stone because also having a cold shower um, increases your body's uh, energy burnings. Um, and washes so, the sweat off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And I quite haven't ha- like having showers. Um, yeah, so that, that's what I was doing initially. <clears throat> and then I got to a point like when I fi- had done all the moving process because that was just before Christmas 2010. By the time I got up here where I live in the middle of nowhere at the moment, um, by about February – I think I was starting to feel, uh, I mean, the you go through the initial stages of, um, uh, you know, feeling well, weller, yep. <laughs> more, more well, where I was going, well, I, I can do a little more than this. So I decided that I was going to also incorporate um, Couch to 5K because that starts off with uh, mostly walking with little bits of exercise uh, in between to then build up your stamina. And the good thing about it is it doesn't take longer than half an hour. So by that time I could get back again, jump under a cold shower <laughs> and get my body temperature down. So that's that's the exercise that I do. And that's um, recently though I, I have had a, uh, what's the word, um, setback with my health. So it looks like I've also got fibromyalgia. <laughs> so, yeah. So I went through a period where of extreme fatigue where even just um, just going out for a walk was too much, but still I would pick up the kettlebells, which was probably not the best thing to do because then it would stuff me around for a couple of days. Um, but over, uh, well, uh, the other thing, I, I, the reason I talk in kilos is strictly, as I said, my mental thing where I have to see – uh, in numbers, what's happening? Um, it, it, I did the body fat uh, measurements, and I'm uh, as a before and during, and I did reduce body fat. But the thing with reducing body fat, the percentage of that, as your muscles go, muscle goes up, and your um, kilos come down, the percentage might not look. Correct, especially when you're as over uh, overburdened with fat, fat as I was. <laughs> so, because um, I had something like, uh, I wish I, uh, so I didn't bring the figures with me, but I think it was um, 30-something percent fat, which okay. is a horrific, horrific amount. And I'm still concerned with my body fat percentage as opposed to the kilos. And um, even though I just talk in kilos because that's easiest for people to understand, when I go, oh, 20 kilos, 
20 kilos is 20 kilos is what 45 pounds or something so yeah, well it gives you something to focus on like in terms of getting a result and progress and stuff yeah because well, you need you need that yeah, yeah. and th and that's the way I measured it which is the way um I, I could have done inches but again it, it's very hard measuring yourself with a tape measure it's easier with um um sizes on your clothes but even then different clothes different size yeah. uh, methodology so yeah so I chose kilos but I, I don't encourage everyone to think that losing the number yeah it's all that, about the figure yeah. on the scale yeah, yeah. that's not and it, no th and that's not why you do it all or whatever because you can still be a fat thin person and um you know have a high body uh, fat rate, but um, have a small kilos weight. So, yeah, I, I am. I think I'm a fairly normal person. <laughs> I think. Well, you know, what I what I did, I think anyone can do. And um, you know, I I still look at that. I've got work to do. Still got work to do. Um, but I'm not like I still want to lose a certain percentage of body fat, whether that equates to numbers on the scale or not is another thing altogether. But, um, yeah, but it, it's hard for me in that regard because I have challenges that mean that it makes it, like, triply difficult yeah. <laughs> for, me, for me to do that. So, anyway, what questions would you like to ask me, Casey? Um, I guess... I mean, I, li I like your story because it shows that, you know, you, anybody can, well, yeah. realistically, anybody should be able to do something of this nature, you know, with all the challenges you face. There's, and I'm not putting people down, but really there's no excuse. It's just, yeah. it's all in our heads. It, and I, I mean, I have the same problem. I go through things, oh, I can't do that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then I look at like someone like you and I'm like, Suck it up, princess. You know, and get on with it. And yeah, and I even, guess, you know. Yeah. Um. So I guess one question, like, and because I this is something I struggle with is how did how do you stick to it? Like, is it just you had such a big motivation? No, it was just it, easy, or did you have your down days and you're like, oh, I just want to have a donut. Yeah, I no, won't no. do it today. It's it it was a combination of things. Routine was absolutely huge, in that the first thing. I had to do when I got up was was to exercise. Um, it, you know, so that, while my eyes still couldn't focus, got up, got out of bed, <clears throat> and did it, and then it was done, sort of thing. Um, and then the other thing, with, combined with you know eating and and being more active, was there was definitely the the steep bit at the beginning where you really don't want to do it, and then afterwards. Um, I don't know. Six weeks into it, you suddenly, well, I suddenly realised that I, the way I thought about things had changed. The way I thought about what I was eating had changed, and now the thought of going back. I mean, I I slide. <clears throat> um, in that, if I'm depressed, um, I will start to gravitate to uh, bad fat type foods. Or a, you know, a bag of chips or whatever is is yeah. very 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 tempting. <laughs> Cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, currently now also, I have made um, concessions with things like 
I was having no coffee, um, no coffee during the week, and then on because of the cheat day thing, um, have coffee on cheat days. And now I have coffee every day um, because I'm not I'm not beating myself to actually lose stuff. I'm maintaining stuff, so I can slip in a latte or three. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, because but it, it was it was literally getting the routine and just doing it and as I said you know it's somewhere between three and 30 minutes um and that was only three times a week too oh, gosh so yeah so <laughs> that's not every day no um, yeah and just mixing it up a bit too to make it you know exciting so uh, my personality you know I, I'm one of the ones that would tell people um this is what I'm doing uh, I'd post pictures on the internet. I would um, post my results on the internet for accountability. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I only got positive feedback, Only you know, only positive feedback because at least I was doing something. I mean, people then, I still post pictures of my food. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, ah, and I'm like, I'll bug you. It, you know, it keeps me mindful of what I'm doing. And, um, yeah, so that's how I did it. I was, there was a little bit of um, self-guilt, guilting. There was a lot of making it a routine and um, yeah, and, and not overdoing it because uh, overdoing it is the quickest way to giving up. You're just like, oh, that's too much, you know, just a tiny bit at a time. Yeah, like there's the whole thing about setting a big, hairy, audacious goal and shooting for the stars or the moon or whatever. But sometimes it can be so big it just gets overwhelming and you just yeah. crash and you just, I can't do it, I can't do yeah. it. When you, yeah. could have, you, you could have, in fact, walked to the end of the street, you know, as opposed yeah. to run the marathon. So that's a good point. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. And, I mean, at the time, as of, you know, the life changes that I was making, you would think that it would be a good time. Okay, there's all this change going on. Just add one more change to it. But that was absolutely the worst time to, <laughs> to do that because, you know, you can totally overload yourself and then give up on everything. So I would not recommend anyone do this in a in a time of turmoil in your life um, unless you, you know, you're, you know that you have the resilience um, to keep going because I had, you know, hate, not to big note myself, but I had so much happening at that time um, that when I thought back on it, I thought I, I don't know how I actually managed to do what I managed to do um, health-wise in that period of time because it's was insanity. But for anyone else, if you're sitting there listening to this and going, oh, it's a really, you know, it's a nice day outside and, uh, you know, I'm feeling good, yeah, get up, go for a walk. Um, Go and wash the car. Like, it's yeah, a, you know, just do something. Yeah, that's right. And um, uh, uh, the last thing I want to sound is preachy, but, you know, I, I'm an ex-smoker. So, <laughs> so get off your pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is. It's just like, oh, no, you can do it. You seriously can do it. And um, I feel so much better about myself too because one of the things I didn't realise during that time, even though I had this disconnect between my body shape and what I thought I looked like. And I seriously still have this problem um, of I don't know what I look like. But, um, oh, God, what was I going to say? Um, it, the, the mental part of it anyway is is the most difficult part to yeah, get past. Absolutely. 
Mm. I totally agree. So what's next for you? Do you have any upcoming plans <laughs> to to run the Melbourne Marathon? Or well, No, no. I would love to go back to that, but I don't think uh, – and, and my mum, when she was 40, she had never run in her life. She'd watched us as kids or whatever. When I, she was 40, she decided that she was going to run a marathon and, um, you know, did all the training and, and ran a marathon. And um, – but, you know, for me, I think that's, that's too much. At the moment, I'm just concentrating on living a healthy lifestyle um, and keeping a lot of things uh, like how much I exert myself, like being aware of what I'm doing to myself. So I would love to, uh, like my goal was if, if I get to it, which I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, flog myself but I would love to be able to get the body fat down enough to see some abs by next year <laughs> by next year but um again that depends on how much accountability I want to put myself through and and you know accept myself if, when things or if things don't come off that way because in in my life you know anything can pop up and it seems like every time I try and do something some other health issue comes up and, and i I become more determined, or um, but I then have to go over the hurdles of realizing that I'm not superwoman as much as I want to be. So. Yeah, I think we all need to realize that mm. she was a fictional character. That's right, not an actual person. That's right. Cool. Yep. Oh, well, thanks so much for sharing your story, Alison. Oh, you're most welcome, Casey. I hope somebody's got something out of it. Yeah, they better have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll um I'll let them know how they can contact you and you can browbeat them if they haven't. So, cool. <laughs> um, but if yeah, if people want to learn some more from like real fit women like Alison, they can go to realfitwomen.com forward slash free and they can find out how to get a one month free subscription to the magazine. And hopefully, uh, we'll see you soon.